$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. And back from wherever he was, <laughs> producer Riley Bray. Hi. You were, in Ve- were you in Vegas? Where were I you was this in, time? I was in Vegas. I was working Love at CES, town. the Computer of, uh, Consumer Electronics this is coming from us who collect we talk about bigfoot and we collect star wars figures we're not nerds we're a hundred percent dorks <laughs> yeah that's true uh, i'm the nerd well welcome back riley we missed you uh, and this is an exciting episode because it's just going to be your three BCC boys. No special guests this week. It's the first time that we're all back together, just the three of us in 2023. And we have, uh, let me tell you, we got a file cabinet full of listener files, or yes. as we like to call them, L files to get through. These are your stories of uh, personal uh, paranormal encounters That's right. that you have Email to us if you have a weird story that you can't explain or believe you have encountered high strangeness in some form or another in your life. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. write to us at BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com and include L files in the subject line because we might read it in a future episode just like this one. Guys, first of all, I also want to welcome all the new listeners that have found us. We we did this again last week, but there are even more of you, it seems, this week. Uh, we know a bunch of, we have, we're getting some emails, or a bunch of you who are fans of Distractable, yeah. and, and came over to the show to listen to our Markiplier episode and our Wade Barnes episode from last fall, and it looks like you're sticking around to uh, check out what this show's all about. So welcome, Welcome to the club. We're so happy to have you. Welcome to the clubhouse. I second that, man. Yeah. Welcome to the clubhouse. Come on in. The water's warm and the uh, and the coffee's on. So the clubhouse is flooded. The water is <laughs> flooded. Wait, 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 so did I just good. invite our listeners for a bath? I, don't, I, I think you might wait have. a minute. I think that's I might cozy. have. <laughs> we did. Uh, we did attend a birthday soiree last night at uh, the the clubhouse itself, mm-hmm. Riley's yes, place. One and, only. and you know we've had a lot of rain here in LA recently, and Riley has a creek outside. His house. Mm-hmm. If you're a longtime listener, you know about this creek. And boy, oh boy, was it gushing last night. This was like walking up to your house was like walking uh, through the queue to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. It was like there was some <laughs> Disneyland level waterfall yeah. and creek scenery happening. 
D-Land vibes for sure. There's a fallen tree blocking one of the roads. It was uh, it was real real rugged here in Los Angeles. <sighs> well, thankfully you didn't fall fall into the creek this time. I've got that out of my system. One day, did I show you guys the video? One day, I'll let you see the video. Never anyone else, but you guys. Yeah, I I did show it to you guys. Yeah, we did. We saw. We gotta put it. We we gotta put it up on the. It's been a while. You've recovered, but (laughs) there's a shot of Riley backing away from a coyote on a ring cam, and he just falls right into a creek. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not like the same level creek. It's much much lower. So maybe 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 we'll make that a Patreon tier. The Riley falling into a creek tier. Or it just gets you that. Yeah. $100. $100 gets you a five second clip of Riley backing away, terrified from a coyote, coyote, and then marching up to his house, scared, uh, like soaked wet and angry. Yes. There's also like a good, like, four second delay after the fall where I just go, oh. (laughs) I don't mean to laugh at your misfortune. It's not. No, it's very funny. It's no, it's like, it's like cartoon funny. You really could have. I mean, literally. You were trying to get away from a coyote. Sure. I could, could have been very bad, yeah. But hey, it could have been we lived to tell the tale. And that's Amen, what we're doing dude. today, telling tales. That's right, we're Hell telling yeah. some tales. Now, before we get into the L Files, we are going to catch up on some news stories. And I just was walking the dogs before we sat down, you know, uh, like you do. And I, guys, I just discovered, I discovered a new planet. I... <laughs> I just discovered this story that NASA discovered a new Earth-sized planet found orbiting a star that is only like 100,000 light years. Oh, not 100,000, 100 light years away. So pretty. Oh, wow. Galactically speaking, not too far away. Yeah. So it's in that Goldilocks zone, as they call it, huh? Yes, it is a it's a fourth planet that they've discovered that they've detected that's orbiting the small, cool M dwarf M dwarf star called TOI 700. Wow. Um, yeah, it's uh, these uh, both of the exoplanets that they've discovered there exist in the stars. Now, is it habitable zone or habitable zone? Because when I read it, I want to say habitable, but it, the word I is like habitable. uninhabitable. But the word is uninhabitable, so it should be habitable, right? Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, they think that it could have liquid water. It could be, uh, that uh, might potentially exist on on its surface. Uh, so fun stuff. Maybe there's maybe there are aliens living on this new planet that they just found. I mean, almost definitely, right? Wouldn't we say? I'm going with yes. Oh, yeah. At least yeah, it, yeah, yeah. how you ever define aliens? Aliens could be a microbe. That's still aliens. Sure. You know? I'm talking about sure. intelligent life that might uh, hop into a little spaceship. I mean, that and, would be uh, cool too obviously zoom over here but who knows who knows but uh yeah i don't know i can't remember from all that science i took in acting school uh where in the stage of things is a dwarf star is that on the way out or is that on the way in i think that's the way out pretty sure yeah red giant but a red giant is red giant new there's white dwarfs there's red dwarfs Yeah, red giant. Oh, no. Okay, let me look um, here. Here I go. I think there's just different again. classifications of star sizes. So, like, I, I think a dwarf star is just a. I'm, I mean, it could totally be wrong. I'm, I'm totally guessing, but uh, there's different classifications of of uh, of different right, star sizes. I'm just repeating myself and start, hoping that, like, you, and that that will like that'll like concretize out, what it. I'm saying. I, I gotcha. We start out as a stellar nebula, a beautiful cloud of gases in space. Right. And I remember either this. Go towards becoming an average star or a massive star. If you're an average star, right. the, then you become a red giant. If you're a massive star, you become a super giant. And then uh, eventually the giants become dwarfs or neutron mm, stars. You were right. Yeah. Okay. Or black holes. So that's the... Uh, and that's White from an dwarf is a dead star. Yes. A blue dwarf is a hypothesized class of a very low mass star. Huh? Orange, they're orange dwarfs, yellow dwarfs, red dwarfs. Guys... Look, we're not the astrophysicists. This is a Snow podcast. White of uh, of, uh, of, of 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 stars here. Okay, of of intergalactic science. It's a it's a it's a veritable fairy tale out there. That's got to have a profound effect on on mankind in general. Once we learned that that all stars inevitably end up exploding and destroying everything around them, that must put a time limit on like our our species evolution into becoming a, a spacefaring species. We've yeah. got like it's. 
Yeah. It's got to be in the back of our minds somewhere. Like, clock's ticking. It is. Yeah. We got to get out of here eventually, or we're we're done. Got to get to that new planet. That new get, plant the flag, man. They do not. They do not want us. <laughs> we have to become a magnetic wave of consciousness that just expands through space. That's what we're doing. <sighs> we have good to be to cool. Let's let's just try uh, being cool first. Like let's try to get every. Let's let's all be fucking cool. Everybody be cool. Yeah, yeah <laughs> everyone be, be cool. cool. <laughs> and then we'll see if we can get off here. All right. All right. Uh, let's get into these actual news stories. Uh, cue us up, Riley, because we have some. Right. All right. These are stories that have been swarming around the internet over the past few weeks. We're going to get caught up on a few of them. Now, this one is a story that, uh, guys, I want you to pull up this YouTube clip that I have uh, set Mm -hmm. aside here for you and just get it ready. This is now, this is a story that I, I have to say more than any other news story of recent. Boy, oh boy, did we, we, our DMs flooded with this one. Yeah. Uh, I had friends, I had friends (laughs) who, who sent it to me personally and I got some good news and I got some bad news. The good news is it's a very cool video. The bad news is it ain't news. This is like nine years old and we've (laughs) seen it before. We've talked about it on the show before. In fact, I think this was a subject of a uh, live show. There you go. But if you're new to the podcast, this is worth checking out. So we're going to just talk about it a little bit. This is a headline that was going around the LAD Bible on Instagram called man spots Bigfoot and captures best footage ever recorded. Uh, A man has supposedly captured Bigfoot on camera with some describing it as the best footage ever recorded of the mythical monster. Hundreds of images and videos claiming to show the lurking figure have emerged over the years, but some have suggested the evidence from a man named Josh Highcliffe is the most convincing of all. Josh uploaded the clip to YouTube nine years ago, where he asked for help from the online community after spotting a skunk ape also known as the Florida Bigfoot, which is said to inhabit southeastern states. He explained that the footage was taken approximately nine miles west of Tunica, Mississippi, on his hunting property. Since he was out hunting hogs, Josh assumed it was an animal. But when he spotted these big shoulders and a big up uh, head upright with hands... And he says, Mm -hmm. my first instinct was to run. I did not even think of shooting. Then I know no one will believe me, he wrote. It was unlike, it was like everything slowed down. I was scared. I took out my iPhone and I started videotaping it. I guess I pushed the record button twice because it stopped blinking red, but I pushed it again. I hear a truck driving down the road and the thing stood up. I was trying to be dead quiet. And when it stood up, I could not control myself and ran. Josh went on to explain that he guessed the size of the being to be around seven feet tall. Although it's been Mm. a good few years since he shared the sighting, nine years, people continue to comment on the video to say (laughs) it's the best of its kind. One person wrote, honestly, this is probably the best footage ever recorded. Amazing that it's not talked about more. Well, here we are talking about it again. Did you guys take a look at this video again? Take a peek at it. It was nice to watch this in a few years. So it really is great fucking foot. That is, it's at least a a gorilla, an escaped gorilla or something, right? I mean, this looks Mm -hmm. like a primate sitting in the swamp with his back towards the camera, breaking branches, digging through a trunk of a hollowed out tree, eating some grubs. Uh, Yeah. What's your take on this one, guys? I've always loved this video. I mean, just because, look, when it comes to Bigfoot videos especially, I I sort of just, I really rely on my gut and uh, whatever that means. But I I, I try and take in all the information, like the context of of how the video was shot when it was recorded, the reaction of the person shooting the video. Uh, I, I just try and take in as much data as I can and I let my gut render a decision. And And to me... You know, if I had to like, you know, pick five of my top five Bigfoot videos, this would be on there just because the the creature looks hulking. It's really just it's using this this immense power to tear at this tree log. Obviously, it's looking for sustenance and grubs or whatever's inside that. And 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 what I love about the video is that 
Josh, I guess, is the guy's name who took it. He really feels scared for his life. And and at that moment when he decides to stop recording, I think, you know, he's probably I, I, I've read some comments like, why don't you keep recording? And it's like, dude, really? Like if <laughs> like if you're seeing something you're not supposed to see, like a fucking monster. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to get a little spooked yourself. Uh, so I like this video. I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, and it definitely, the way it sort of is moving and interacting with its environment, if it is a like a person in a suit, it's a very good actor. Like, it's very yeah. uh, convincing. Like, I, I've been in a, oh, he stops right when it stands up. He's like, fuck this. That's Yeah, funny. fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> you could even see him run away. But yeah, this one is, uh, I mean, it looks like a, 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 a non-human creature and it now, Riley, yeah, you stopped yourself, but you're about to say you've been in a in a suit before. Oh, I've been <laughs> in a Bigfoot suit before. That's true. And then I, yeah. yeah. And you know, you really gotta like try to embody the role. It's not. It's not like you just put the suit on and then you're you're Bigfoot. It's like it's in all the little motions, and it's in uh, you know the the back. It's in it's in your you know in the way you project the suit. And this to me does not look like a person projecting a suit. It looks like a creature. Well, so. And here's a little context for you. I think Florida is up there in the top five states of most Bigfoot uh, encounters reported uh, per capita. I mean, so, you know, the legend runs deep in Florida of the skunk ape and evidence has been amassing over the last century or so. And and there's quite a bit of it. So uh, it only makes sense that someone with an iPhone finally caught some pretty good video of what definitely appears to be what we know as Bigfoot. I still think that this might be knowing what we know about people having like animals they shouldn't have in Florida. That this could that be is also very true. This could be like an actual gorilla that escaped someplace and is now surviving out there. Who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? Well, remember the Mayaka skunk ape? Did somebody lose an orangutan? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Bryce, what's the next uh, bit of news here we need to catch up on? Well, this is from the Daily Beast and Newsweek, and the headline reads, Russia blasted a UFO out of the skies, report says. What? The governor of Russia's southern Rostov Oblast called for a calm after he said air defenses shot down a mysterious flying object on Tuesday. Governor Vasily Gulabev said on Telegram that the object, which was referred to by local outlet Pivyet Rostov as a UFO, was picked up over the village of the Sultan Sala. He described a small object in the form of a ball flying, quote, freely in the wind, end quote, at an altitude of around 8,000 feet. Quote, it was decided to uh, it was decided to liquidate it, <laughs> end quote, Gulabev said. I urge everyone to remain calm to ensure security. All forces and means are involved. The sky is covered with anti-aircraft defenses. Rostov Oblast, which borders Ukraine, has been subjected to Kiev's drone attacks since the war began last year. More info from Newsweek, Rostov borders the Sea of Azov, which is connected to the Black Sea by the Strait of Kerch, a strategic location for both sides of the war in Ukraine. Since the start of Vladimir Putin's invasion, the oblast near Ukraine has been subjected to regular shelling and drone attacks. In October, Rostov was named as one of six Russian regions and two annexed regions in which Putin introduced a, quote, medium response level to the threats posed by the war. This includes restrictions on movement and strengthening public order measures. This was um, this is wild because for a number of reasons, obviously, there's a war going on. Uh, So we don't know how trustworthy, especially going over Telegram, this information is. But doesn't it remind you of the Foo Fighters stories that we talked about in World War II? These spherical UFOs that are flying around up there like this just feels like Foo Fighter territory, doesn't it? If it's true, yeah, well, if it's true, well, I I thought the Battle of Los Angeles of of 1942 because the idea of trying to bring something down and you know here's here's a little more context in the in the world of UFOs you know these things tend to show up around wartime and uh, and you know it it look it, this is not just um, taking place here in the United States people are encountering these UFOs UAPs whatever you'd like to call them 
all over the world, but especially in places like Russia, uh, South America. So uh, Russia is definitely known as a UFO hotspot. Could also be some misinformation uh, that they're up to about like what's flying around in their airspace. I don't know, but it's a weird, it is a weird story. Riley, what's your, what's your gut telling you on this one? I mean, I always go towards disinformation and distraction first. Disinformation, uh, thank you, yeah. Just based on, you know, where this is occurring and who's reporting it. But, uh, I mean, I do, it does, the the connection to Foo Fighters and, and what you guys are saying about the connection of sort of, you know, paranormal things to uh, conflict, uh, I think is, that that holds and I think is very interesting. Weird. Weird stuff. So yeah. All right, this one is from last summer. So this one's been out there for a while, but I don't know how we missed it. So uh, (laughs) I don't want to say this is a silly story because it definitely has a dark, uh, (laughs) dark darkness to it. Um, But it's pretty wild. So here we go. Oklahoma man, this is from uh, Antonio Planas at NBC News from back in July of 2022. Oklahoma man accused of killing fishermen, uh, a fisherman, out of fear of being eaten by Bigfoot, authorities say. <laughs> wow. What? Okay. Yeah, an Oklahoma man confessed to killing a fellow fisherman out of fear he'd be left alone in the wilderness to be eaten by Bigfoot. Larry, Doyle, Larry Doyle Sanders, 53, made the bizarre confession to two special agents with the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation as they probed the death of Jimmy Glenn Knighton, according to an arrest affidavit for suspicion of first-degree murder. So we got some wow. big fun true crime. Every now and then, these uh, two, yeah. this Venn diagram yeah, overlaps, and it's, podcast, it's very strange. Holy Grail. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sanders and Knighton had gone noodling in the South Canadian River the previous day, Sanders said, and the two men had gotten into a physical altercation, according to the affidavit. Larry claimed that while at the river, he discovered Jimmy uh, intended to feed him to Sasquatch slash Bigfoot, the affidavit said. Larry indicated Jimmy attempted to get away from him so that the Sasquatch could eat Larry. Larry would not let Jimmy get away. Larry punched Jimmy and struck Jimmy with a stick. Larry and Jimmy fought for an extended amount of time on the ground. Larry confirmed he killed Jimmy by choking him to death near the river. This is what? like this is wow. like a Coen Brothers movie gone very, yeah. very wrong. Dang. Sanders drew a map and shared details of where investigators could find Knighton's body. A male's body was found uh, that Sunday, uh, according to the report, that is believed to be that of Knighton, the affidavit said. It was unclear Wednesday, the following Wednesday, whether Sanders had retained a lawyer. A representative of the Potomac County Jail said that Sanders remained there on no bond, a charge of first-degree murder. Uh, and his his court date was in July 26, so I, maybe we should follow up and find out what happened with this. But this uh, is... You think? This is wild. This is a yeah. wild, wild story. Like, how drunk... Or high were these two people that they got into like a physical there, yeah. altercation over about who was going to be left to be eaten by Bigfoot? Well, right. you know, and hey, I don't 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 let it off the hook that quick. You know, we covered a story where Bigfoot crosses true crime uh, in episode sixty one with Jay O'Connell about uh, the strange disappearance and probable death of Teresa Ann Beer, um, where somebody you know reported that Bigfoot had take, taken her and killed her in the woods. Yeah, that was such a, I feel like that was just a bad alibi. I got to say. It, it, well, it it was, but when you when if you go back and listen to the story, there's a lot of elements that are very paranormal in nature and 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 you know, this is where the stuff starts to cross into that weird section of like people going missing in national parks and people being afraid for their lives and and unfortunately people losing their lives and Bigfoot happens to be in the headline about that. Yeah, I just think this is a uh I don't think this is that. I think I hear what yeah, you're no. saying, but I feel <laughs> no, like this no. is a story of like I just wanted to plug that episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Move, sure. Move. This is yeah. a story of two very disturbed fishermen uh having the worst best friend fallout of all time. Yeah. <laughs> also just the whole idea of like I'm not gonna let you leave me alone here to get eaten by Bigfoot. So then he kills him and then is alone in now yes. to to be eaten by but that's the it's like a it's just to a, be eaten a, a by our court situation. system. 
Yes. Right. Yeah. Also, this yes. is just one of the ways this podcast will end for us. I'm just saying that is this could be one of the ways that, <laughs> that this all oh my God, this experiment well. goes. We're noodling oh, for catfish. Boy. We're catching fish with our bare hands. And then finally Lest one we, of us just yeah, oh, oh, be warned. <laughs> well, I was just going to add. You know, there is, there is, there is that strange element of uh, of of pan of when that comes to paranormal and you know pan standing for for panic and 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 people when they sort of get into these altered states of consciousness where perhaps they're encountering or witnessing some type of cryptid, you know, it can cause the most tremendous sense of fear and panic and, and, and people do crazy shit when they panic, man. Yeah. It's wild. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at the absurdity of it. I know someone was murdered and that's very, very sad. And obviously uh, we mourn for the people that uh, lost this guy, but man, what a, what a wild story. It's super (laughs) dark, super bizarre. Um, Okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear your very cool L file stories. All right, it's time for some listener files. Bryce, I want you to brace yourself for a twist at the end of this one. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Found it on Distractable. I've got a lot of stories between my sister and, and I, and I'm sorry if it gets a little long, but I can probably fill a whole episode if I go into detail. I grew up in a house in Fairfield, California. My sister and I have always seen shadow people lurking in corners, and my friends didn't like spending the night. My room was on the far side of the house, and so was our bathroom, the creepiest room in the house. And every time I would sprint full on for my life if I had to pee <laughs> my room, then back to our living room. It was so bad, I peed my pants until I was six or seven because I was too scared to go back there. You can yep. leave that up if you want. Nope, we are definitely keeping oh, definitely that. Definitely in. Yep. My sister and I would sit in the bathroom while the other uh, took a shower because we were too scared. And then when my dad said we were too old for that, we sat outside the door. Later, we got a dog and we tried bringing her in the bathroom for comfort. But after a couple weeks, (laughs) we couldn't drag her in on a leash. She would not cross that threshold. Oh, shit. Dogs know. Yep. Dogs always know. Get down below your dog's, behind your dog's head, get eye level with its eyes, and then you'll be able to see ghosts. Never <laughs> exactly. Science. My sister remembers lights turning on and off by themselves and coming home to faucets on when they were for sure off when we left. I was too young to remember those details. Then, when I was 13, I moved with my dad to Eagle Point, Oregon, to an old farmhouse built in the 60s or 70s. It was a two-story bar roof style house, and immediately I didn't feel comfortable there. There's been a ton of things that have happened, and it got to the point where I had a friend use a bit of magic to make a ward out of an agate found on the property. I'm a Christian and strong in my beliefs, and I know using magic, no matter how white, is a sin, and I was really battling if I should let him do it, even when I wasn't in the house, but I was so scared I didn't see any other choice at the moment. Hmm. The first thing that happened uh, that was more than just a feeling was I saw a full-body apparition in my barn around midnight. We have goats and I was always late feeding them. I had an old beam flashlight that would light up the mailbox over a hundred yards away. So I shined it in the open doors of that pitch black barn and I saw a tall, <laughs> slender woman in a fair white nightgown with long, straight black hair and no shoes. <laughs> there were a few things wrong. First, that it was kind of a ch- it was kind of chilly that night, so I could see my breath. And she was so lightly dressed with no shoes, and she also had a blue hue to her. I froze for a moment. She was staring into the horse stall we kept our goats in, looked at me, back into the stall and then walked into the darkness of the barn. I grabbed my pocket knife and ran down to the barn thinking, there's someone in my barn. And when I got down there, it was empty. The far door was chained and locked shut. Windows closed and all stall doors shut. No Mm. footprints in the dirt floor except for my dad and my boot prints. 
It would have been impossible for her to leave the barn and run into my field without seeing her or hearing her open and then shut and lock the heavy stall doors. It's like she was never there. After that, there was some poltergeist activity on the property. The barn was always colder than the outside air when the open uninsulated sheet uh, when it's an open uninsulated sheet metal barn. The chain on the far door would flap against a door even in the stillness of not, on the stillest of nights. You would always feel like you're being watched anywhere on the property, about seven and a half acres, and there was a knocking in the stall wall, which is just one plank of wood thick. The knock was the most freaky part. My sister saw a lot of this on her visits. She saw the stain slapping. Um, she saw the stain slapping on still nights. She heard the knocks always in threes and always. Mm. The stain slapping on still nights. What does that mean? She saw the stain slapping. I think on it's an article from Same. That's what I'm guessing. Okay. She saw the same slapping on still nights. Right. She heard the the knocks always in threes, and always the same volume and pitch. And once it happened when we were both in neighboring stalls, and it happened in the on the wall between us. I asked if anything happened to her stall to make the knock, and she said no. She asked me, and I said no. I tried to imitate the sound, and I couldn't. It sounded like it was coming from inside the two-inch-wide plank of wood. Mm. A few years later, I started getting into D&D and would have friends over to play. We were still in high school, and none of my friends had a car, so they all got dropped off by their folks. And one of my mom's, and, and one of my friend's mom, in a white, is a white witch, and she was coming up the long driveway to drop him off, and she just stopped just before the barn and told her son that he would have to walk the rest of the way when he asked why she said there why when he asked why she said there was a very dark presence in the barn and she refused to get any closer my friends your told son me can go there though that's fine yeah that's but go like, on ahead have fun my friends told me they saw shadowy figures of people on my property when they were leaving at night and what convinced all of us that it was really haunted and we weren't independently crazy we were playing D&D in my greenhouse behind the house and the back main door to my garage flew open violently which could be explained away by wind but then it slammed shut and that repeated another four or five times just as violently yikes hmm. the worst poltergeist activity was i have a few hand carved blessed cross blessed crosses in my grandfather's that my grandfather's brother makes me and one was hung over the entryway to my kitchen and i came downstairs to get ready for work and my dad was there pouring a cup of coffee i saw the cross broken on the ground and i said really what happened how, how did this fall my dad said he was walking into the kitchen and right as he was passing it, it jumped off the wall. Mm -hmm. This is above the entryway, like eight feet up. I have to get on my tippy toes to hang it. And my dad is tall, but he couldn't have accidentally knocked it off in any way. The way it sits on the nail kind of locks it against the wall. I said, it just fell. And he said, no, it jumped off the wall, like literally jumped off off the wall hit the ground and broke my dad had always been very christian and doesn't believe in ghosts or hauntings and has always tried to find logical explanations to any of these things and can and can kind of jokingly mock me for being scared of it but that one definitely left him scratching his head again i hope this wasn't too long to make the show feel free to trim it if you'd like i love the show and have been binging it for a few weeks stay strange and I've got a whole lot more if you want to hear it. Now, Bryce, I told you there was a twist coming up. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I am. Hey, Bryce. P.S. Hey, Bryce. If you're the Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars and Bring It On Again, you're my cousin. And if <laughs> so, it's great to get to know a cousin I know of but have never actually gotten to meet. Then they wrote a follow-up. Hey, I was talking more to my sister, and now I'm sure that Bryce is my cousin. I'm oh your God. dad, Doug's brother, Dwayne's grandson, Blake. 
I just think oh my God. it's really Whoa. cool that I've been listening to you guys for a few weeks now and didn't realize it was that Bryce Johnson that I'm related to. My sister wow. Alex was saying she hung out with you at Doug's wedding in Reno a few years ago and said you're a pretty cool guy. Haha. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wasn't it able is. to make it. Anyways, wow. again, I thought it was really cool that I'm listening to my cousin's <laughs> podcast, and this is really the only way I know how to reach out and tell you how cool it is and how much I enjoy the show. You guys are awesome. Bryce, this shit's Whoa. running in the family, brother. Wow. What's up, fam? <laughs> how wild is that? Yeah, that's man. That's 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 wild. Uh, wow, I'm kind of speechless. I was waiting for, for a devil to appear in the window uh, because I don't know if you've heard the Origins uh, episode, our very Blake. first one. Um, but, but that's what I saw when I was a young boy. Yeah, you know... <laughs> This, Dude, you this got a story. haunted barn full of shadow people in the family. You got to get out to Oregon and go investigate. Oh my God! I mean, that's crazy. You know, you know what first caught my attention is is that it it, it seemed to move with them from um, where were they before? Where it was happening in the bathroom? They were uh, just in a house. They weren't out on a farm. Uh, was, they, right, but Fairfield, they were in California. Fairfield, California. And then they moved to Eagle Point, Oregon. Ooh. Right, and I, I just want to proffer this. What are the odds that both places happen to be haunted? Well, the odds aren't good. And mm. this is sort of – this is the phenomenon of um, of what some people refer to as a hitchhiker or basically uh, it seems that you might be uh, – the receptor to this, you know, or, or, or something that happens to do with maybe our family in general, <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, because I'm no I stranger to the strange as well. I've, this is so weird. And, uh, yeah, the, I, I'm kind of, as you can tell, I'm, I'm just at a loss for, for words. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is, this, this really is took me by stuff. surprise. Sounds like you got at least a letter to write uh, or an email to write back. I've been saving this. I've known about this for a couple weeks or so, uh, but I was like, I'm not even going to let Bryce know about it until we read it on the air. So uh, there you go. Absolutely wild. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, Your family now, and it turns out you always have been. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is wild because this just reminds me of – I hate to say it, Skinwalker Ranch or these territories like East Eddie Ranch, where there's just, I agree, like, this obviously didn't begin at this place in Oregon, but this place that in in Oregon, I don't know if you're still there, Blake, but this seems to be a hot spot, whatever's going on, mm-hmm. or you guys are magnets for hot spots or, or one yeah. way or another. Yeah, yeah. you know, God, and playing that. Full form apparition, DM- man. that's wild that's wild and then the whole idea of 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 sort of like playing playing with a game that you're not supposed to opening this doorway because you know my story was these kids were in my driveway playing some sort of game or i i i don't know what it was because i was so young i i've often thought maybe it was a a ouija board or yeah but maybe it was D D as well um i'm floored by this i don't know what to say but Man, that's wild shit. Yeah, pretty wild stuff. Thanks, Blake. Dang. Well, we you can left write, me we, speechless. <laughs> we, we got, we got Blake's proud. email. You can write him back. You guys can compare notes. <laughs> for All right. sure. All right, guys. Uh, Bryce and Riley, for this one, you're going to want to uh, open up a separate email with some pictures that I left for you. Okay, great. Right. Great. There are photos for a couple of these tonight, and I will post those in our Instagram sidebar. If you guys aren't following our Instagram, at Bigfoot Collectors Club, get on it, because it really is an extension of the show. We have a lot of visual aids and stuff that we put up there for each episode, so you're going to want to follow us over there for sure. Do that. Mm -hmm. Let's get into this letter. Hi, Bryce, Michael, and Riley, and potential guest, uh, just the BCC boys tonight. Absolutely love the podcast. I've written in a few times already, but I've only found the podcast a few months ago, so I'm still playing catch-up. So I hope to potentially hear one of my stories when I get there. And I'm a recent Patreon supporter. Nice. Shout out. Uh, If you want an extension of the show, go sign up at our Patreon. Uh, And Bryce, before Expedition Bigfoot, I was sort of on the fence about the big guy. Uh, Leaned more towards believe it than bullshit. But after binge-watching all three seasons in a week, don't judge me, uh, I'm a firm believer in Bigfoot. 
Love the show. Looking forward to more. Uh, they were speaking of Expedition Bigfoot, which you can find on Travel Channel and Discovery Plus. Uh, go check that out. Anyways, let me share this wild photo and story. So today, on January 9th, 2023, I was driving on West I-70, heading towards Indianapolis by Columbus, Ohio. And if there's anything I've learned listening to the podcast, it's to always watch the sky. Of course it'll be safe. So today, I'm driving just listening to BCC 191 and just watching the sky and watching all the planes and trails they're leaving behind and just being caught in the moment when I snapped out of it to notice this strange, what I thought was another plane, but it was heading straight down and not leaving a trail at all. Straight down, that seems weird. Every other plane was, but not this thing. And as I was watching it, I just watched it pass over the top of the trails, not through it or behind it, but over the front of it. And it slowly started to get smaller. So I quickly pulled my camera up and snapped a few photos, which I've included, I'm glad I did because as I was watching it, I had to drive around a bend on the highway and by the time I was able to look back at the spot, maybe 20 seconds, it was completely gone, just disappeared. Not saying it was aliens, but definitely unexplainable. Could have been a plane, been watching them for over an hour traveling across the sky, and every single one left a trail behind it. Couldn't it have been a not, plane, I think he oh, means. Could it have, yes, could it have been a plane? Uh, I've been watching them. It couldn't have been a plane. Well, whatever it is. Whatever. Uh, I've been watching them maybe for an hour, plane, maybe it's not. traveling across the sky, and every single one left a trail behind it. Just not this thing. Anyways, thanks for reading and looking forward to more high strangeness. Well, thank you for that letter. Yeah, sorry um, to interrupt. I was just pointing out that uh, typo of, 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 of his. But uh, Yes, and I, I, I believe think- this is from mike and in mike thank you for your this letter is from Look, yeah, you... seth this oh is seth from okay seth. i never Listener saw seth. that name thank you seth thank you for your letter and writing in at bigfoot collectors club at gmail.com yeah i mean look if if in the air all the other planes are leaving a, a contrail or, or a vapor trail then so should anything traveling uh in that same direction and speed here's the thing Let's right? sit, talk about this photo first of all. He's got three yeah. photos oh, of this yeah. thing looking like it's definitely like looks like something falling out of the sky. So most doesn't definitely look, doesn't look like a traditional UFO. What, what's your take on these photos? Well, you were going to say here's the thing. What? what well, your... I was going to say yeah. I, I looked at the photos and they they do look strange. They almost sort of I guess angelic for lack of a better word. It has sort oh, of this like uh, uh, I don't know. You're listening to a podcast about the strange. You're opening up your mind to the idea of the strange. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. Something out there knows when you're looking into the strange. And it has this strange tendency to want to look back and wink. And uh, I think it happens more often than not. Um, So... I love this letter and I love this that you grabbed a photo of it because I don't know, it's pretty weird. Uh, but that's the thing, right? Like there's so much that's going on around us all the time in the world of the, uh, of the paranormal or just um, unexplainable phenomena. But when you start to just open your receiver a little bit and, and your purview, you pick up more of it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Riley? I mean, could it be a helicopter or a drone? Yeah. Could it could it be something else? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, inconclusive from the pictures. I they're cool. I and it does look like it has a little uh trail indicating like yeah, like that it's dropping downward. Doesn't that doesn't that kind of yeah. look like that to you guys? I, I agree with everything so, Bryce just said. I'm gonna counter and back up Riley a little bit. I think I know what this is. What do, you, okay. what do you think it is? I think this is a this is a meteorite in daylight. I think this is a shooting star in daylight. I think the way he describes it is falling out of the sky, dropping and dissolving as mm. it as it fell. I think you're seeing a shooting star, uh, something, some debris come out of space in broad daylight. But that to me, it's not. It's I'm not. I'm going to counter your guess with okay, what happened too too fast. Like because he's talking about he's seeing something. Then had the time and presence of mind to pull out a camera, frame it up, take a picture. Like, 
A yeah. shooting star is like a like boop. Yeah, it's, it's like fast. a quick quick moment. Yeah, and you're just seeing it yeah, flare yeah, on yeah. the atmosphere. And like if it was an object falling, yeah, like, it must have been moving pretty slow. Like a crater. Yeah. So it seems like it's some sort of craft or object or or un you know unexplained I, it could go go either way it could go either way and that's that's the whole thing with this right like you you get you you're far away and you have this little tiny sensor on it you know you take a picture and it's like there's something you know but that's why we can we, never quite you know get it well we should talk about this for a second i think there's this misnomer that oh we live in a time of age where everybody has a knife oh dude my power just went out and back on oh, <laughs> oh i wish God. we wouldn't have read that letter from my family oh um <laughs> <laughs> I'm just worried about uh, us losing no. you on the podcast. So oh, no, that was weird. Okay. The power. No, it was just went, like, out. out and back on like, real yeah. quick. That not that's not normal power outage. Um. Anyway, I was gonna say if there's something uh, oh, yeah, in you... Bryce's den, dim the lights mm, one more time oh, so Michael, we can see it. Oh, Michael, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Uh, <laughs> now you made me lose my train of thought. Oh, so there's this misnomer that everybody has like an iPhone now, and it's so if you know. We would have proof because if there's all these things ha- taking place, then we would have concrete evidence of UFOs, of Bigfoots. But let me tell you something. It's not easy to get a photo and and, and a clear photo. I've been out in the woods and, 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 you know, for all those who spend time in the woods, um, you know that, you know, when you see wildlife, it's not quite easy just to grab your phone and snap a clear photo. You know, it's not easy to see the trees through the forest. So... I don't know. Way to go for getting that photo. I'm not sure what it was, but you're tuned into The Strange now, and welcome to the podcast. Exactly. Bryce is scared of his lights now. Okay, here we go. Riley, what do you got? I'm scared of his internet connection. Uh, Okay, (laughs) we got, hi guys, big fan. My name is James, and I'm from New Zealand. And James, I will spare you my attempt at the accent. Thank God. I recently discovered your podcast, and when I found the L files, I just had to send in my story. I'll get straight to it. From the age of 13, maybe younger, I had nightmares every single night. They mainly consisted of me running for my life, often unsuccessfully. For the first few years, sleeping wasn't the most pleasant experience, but as time went on, I grew used to the nightmares. I'm not going to lie, I even started to enjoy them. They were action-packed and often had some awesome scenery. All right, I mean, metal. At the time of my experience, I had just turned 20, and it was the start of summer, so the days were warm, but the night still had that winter chill. The nightmares on the nights leading up to the experience took on a very different vibe, and I would wake up in the morning feeling terrified and ill from what I'd seen and done in those dreams. Now this night was just like any other. I'd made dinner, smoked some green, and played Xbox with my flatmate before getting settled into bed for a good action-packed sleep. I fell asleep <laughs> on my side, facing my I like closed that, action-packed door. sleep. That's pretty fun. Yeah, totally. He's like, I'm going in. <laughs> um, all right. At some point during the night, I woke to find a tall, dark figure standing by my door. I couldn't make out any facial features, but it felt like it was female. She was so tall... Her shoulders were haunched, so her head wouldn't hit the roof. I could make oh, out geez. long black hair with silhouettes of sticks Sp- and leaves. That all over is her fucking body. terrifying, by the way. Yeah, terrifying. Yep. And long arms that hung down past her knees. Although I thought I should be alarmed, I felt calm and quite comfortable. So I closed my eyes and went back to sleep. <laughs> okay. I woke up again a short while you just I just have been seeing that and being like, hmm, chill. Oh, yeah. No, it's just a female Babadook. Nothing to be worried about. (laughs) Haunching in the corner. Yeah, now we know what an action-packed sleep is. (laughs) Seriously. All right. I woke up again a short while later to see her standing slightly closer. Oh, God. Although I thought nothing of it and went back to sleep, only to awaken again and find her crouching by the edge of my bed with her face a couple of inches from mine. Mm-mm. This dude has nerves of steel. Still feeling calm and without a trace of fear whatsoever, I rolled over to face the wall and went back to sleep. Okay, James. hold on. Pause there. I think we must have lost some of this story here in translation because this can't be the end of this story. So I'm going to just no, go. This is the this is That's it. it? This is it I just got. ends? I don't think That's it does. Hold on. I'm just double checking. 
here we go. Okay, I got to make sure. Yes. Okay. I Something happened here. This is my fault. Oh, I I'm wish. Gonna... That's such a great ending. He's like, and then the I, monster I, was an inch from my face. I know. The I'm end. so sorry. I was scared one little bit because I'm a fucking <laughs> baller. Peace out. I'm so sorry. So sorry, you James. So sorry, baller, Riley. Guys. Here's the rest oh, of the story. Oh, keep it going. Okay. I, this is like getting yeah. a sequel. I'm so excited. We're, we're back in the franchise. All right. <laughs> so we're back. And now, James, I awaken one more time in the night. Loki expecting to see her lying in the bed in front of me, but instead I feel her in the bed behind me. So he's a little spoon with her body pushed up against mine and her arm wrapped over my body. Oh, Again, no. I, I just thought, oh, that's nice and drifted back to sleep. James, I don't, you're something else, my dude. When I woke in the morning, I felt dazed and confused about what a, what a weird and out of the ordinary dream I just had. When I pulled back the covers to get out of bed, there were leaves and dirt all through the bed. Although it was, although it, I told you it wasn't over. I told Damn. you we all you wished not it disappoint. You did not disappoint. Action-packed sleep, y'all. Seriously, <laughs> although it was an unusual and intimidating experience, whatever this thing was, I felt safe and oddly connected to her. I'm now 24 and haven't had a nightmare since that night. That is amazing. Mm. And so ends the tale of the Midnight Spooner. Good Midnight title. Spooner. Thanks, boys. <laughs> Keep up the good work, James. What an ending. What a sad. She, that was the, she was like the queen uh, of nightmares, and she came and held him and took away the bad dreams. Spooning, <laughs> spooning with a Babadook. <laughs> yes. Amazing. That story is, a, is that, was, that was beautiful. It's a great story. <sighs> I loved it. Cinematic. Wow. Spooning with a Babadook. <laughs> uh, wow. James. James. Good amazing. stuff. Good, great letter thank you yeah yeah um i think we i mean what i i don't know what to say i i, I you know sound felt like a dream felt like a night terror all the way up until finding leaves in your bed in the morning that's pretty fucked up i don't know what's what? going on there and then the yeah. end of a lifetime of nightmares after that experience right right yeah. that's amazing what it's a cool like, dream it's like the or tall lady whatever. took the nightmares away like the spooning, that's what i'm saying yeah, she, yeah. The Queen of Nightmares came and, and held him through the night. Well, now here's a, here's a Took theory, away right? The bad things. Let's say he's trapped in between this sleep state and this waking state, otherwise known as the hypnagogic state, and perhaps um, he, you know, left his bedroom, went outside, unbeknownst to himself, and sort of conferred and interacted with some type of entity or being, or and it was him. <laughs> Oh, or just oh, like, like spoon an old log just like <laughs> all night long and then walk back into bed yeah. also i mean entirely possible could have been totally yeah yeah we'll never i know. mean who knows we'll never know. uh, but then but then i guess he would have said my feet you know were had mud all muddy so yeah, I, yeah. True. So true, 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 i don't true, know kind of left scratching our heads on this one james yeah thanks for writing in yeah. all right riley how are we doing on time do we got room for for one more one quick one if it's a tight one, we'll squeeze it All in, right. yeah. We're going to do one more here. Uh, I don't know if we can top the the Midnight Spooner, but uh, this is exciting news. I feel like this is something to celebrate because the title of the next uh, L-File is, Guys, I finally saw a ghost. Woohoo! Finally. Everyone's seeing ghosts tonight. I'll start off by saying that I'm a huge fan. I found out about you guys when you had Paul Shear on the show on episode 100. Also a big How Did This Get Made fan, and I've listened nice. to every episode you guys have ever put out awesome for as long as i and thank you as long as i've known they've existed i've always wanted to see a ghost but i'm a huge skeptic as well but about a month ago i finally think that i saw one or at least i saw something that i 100 cannot explain now there's going to be some photos uh for this one as well that are uh pulled up already for you boys and again go check out uh at bigfoot collectors club on instagram it was broad daylight in the middle of the day, my job involves a ton of driving as I am a warehouse manager for my family's flooring company in the Chicago suburbs. I had just delivered the material to a church where we were putting a new floor in the hallway in a couple of the offices. I drove around the back of the church through the parking lot where, to my left, I passed a small playground that was tucked behind the church. Out of the corner of my eye, and I use that term lightly because of how clear it was in my head, I saw 
a small girl swinging alone on the swings, uh, wearing a red coat and a white beanie cap. Uh, there were some there bushes that uh, separated the playground from the parking lot, but there was a clearing where I could see her swinging, and she jumped off the swings right as I drove to the point in the bushes where I couldn't see her anymore. The bushes only lasted a few feet before the next clearing where I had a crystal clear view of the entire playground. When I got to that point, I stopped to look over because it hit me that she was way too young to be out there all alone. So I stopped and looked at the entire playground. This is in all caps. And there was not a soul there. No child, no adult. The entire place was empty. I sat there for several moments, taking it all in, wondering where she had went. It had only been, at most, four seconds since the bushes obscured my direct eyesight of her. She completely vanished, and the worst part was the swing that I saw her on was the only thing moving in the whole park. (laughs) I'm not saying all the swings on the swing set were blowing in the wind, just the one swing she was in. Wow. I sat there baffled at the fact I seemingly watched a child vanish into thin air. But the more I thought about of what I had seen, the more it messed with my head because the only way I can explain how she looked is out of time. Out of time. Mm. I was born in 1979, so I was a child of the 80s, and she looked exactly how I remember kids looking in the 80s. Like the style of coat and the beanie she had on really struck me as seeming from another time period. I Mm. immediately called my teenage daughter, who is as into ghosts and the paranormal as I am, and she explained, and I explained everything to her what I had just seen, that I had just seen. She was baffled as I was. Last week, I happened to be in the area of the church and drove around back and took some pics of the area so I could better explain to my daughter what I had seen. Now, I'm just going to say, sidebar, good thing you're taking photos of an empty playground. Just don't take any (laughs) pictures when it's full. Okay, just a tip. Uh, (laughs) While we were later discussing it, uh, my daughter told me I should send this story to that paranormal podcast she hears me listening to when I'm down when I'm doing the dishes. So here's <laughs> nice. the story and the pics I took. The picture labeled A shows the opening in the bushes where I saw the girl. The arrow shows the direction. First of all, I love Exhibit A and Exhibit B here. It's a great I, diagram. Uh, this is pretty yeah, fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. For uh, yes, thank you for 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 doing this. Um, uh, picture A shows the opening in the bushes where I saw the girl. The arrow shows the direction in which I was heading, and the circle is around the start of the bushes that obscured my vision for a moment. Also, I love <laughs> I this see it. because it it's, it's not hard to see any of these things, but I do love the large capital A here. It's amazing. Yeah. As the multicolored you can, arrow is a nice yes. touch, too. As you yeah. can see, there's pretty straight shot of the swing set. Picture B is the vision I had of the playground where I noticed she disappeared. The circle is around the end of the same bushes from picture A, and the distance is all of 10 feet. This kid, if she did run out of my field of vision, did so with lightning speed. Mm, Uh, Thank you. That was a ghost. Be well. That was absolutely a ghost. This is Hmm. such a funny letter, such a uh, funny example. and uh thank you this a is a single from... swing a single swing swinging is like among this is from the creepiest, jason yeah like, that's so creepy you can thank you jason yeah yeah like jason, that's like it's like so story. on the nose even for the ghost you're like the single swing is like i mean also this location in these pictures is like just clearly haunted like it's so yeah. it's all gloomy and spooky and there's these twisted mm. bare trees and it's kind of wet and yeah eerie. i mean as these pictures show <laughs> I mean, these bushes aren't hiding much. I'm going to say that. Yeah, also true. It's impossible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like the time slip theory. I like the idea that you caught a weird, Mm. maybe something was just right. The weather was just right. The 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 uh the isotopes in the air i don't know you know the atoms were bubbling around at a perfect perfect temperature that you could get a window into the past this is a very very cool story jason thank you saw through the time field yeah dang exactly all right 
That's all we have time for uh, this edition. We're going to save the rest of our Elf files for a later date. Please, again, send in your stories like this. And if you've got photos, send them over here. We would love to put those up on our Instagram. Send them to Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. And that means, Club Scouts, we are nearing the end of another Clubhouse hang. Do us a solid. Please follow, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Um, if you write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we might read it on the show like this one. All right. Uh, I'm not sure how to say this name. J.R. Chop. Let's go with. Good enough. Writes, simply the best, better than all the rest. This is the only podcast I've stayed 100% up to date on since leaving my office job to return to school full-time. Good on you. The Bigfoot Boys make it weird and fun. Five stars. Love it killer perfect nice. that's all that's all it takes yeah and also wait can i throw in something if you're on spotify and i know a lot of our audience is on spotify yeah can you just hit that five star you don't even have to leave a review it's like so quick and easy and truly it helps us out so much so just yeah just click it just click it. great click it. love it okay yeah whatever app you're on just scroll down click five stars that's all that's all we ask it takes it really two helps seconds so much Helps yeah, so much. that's all you need to do. We appreciate it. If you want more BCC, you can join our Patreon, BCC The Other Side, for three additional exclusive episodes every month. That's over at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, as I mentioned, at Bigfoot Collectors Club, and on TikTok, at BCC Pod. Don't worry, I'm figuring that out. We're going to get more content up there soon. I love the three of us trying to figure out TikTok. You know, <laughs> I think we're going to be doing some like slices of we'll high strangeness it. over there, where I'm going to be like, here's a quick little brief synopsis of some of, some of our favorite stories, maybe with some visual aids. I like that. It's just another thing that we have to shoot, edit, and put together. But don't worry, the, we're, <laughs> no we're going to figure it out. It's all for you 2023 is your manifestation we're gonna figure it out uh please do me a favor check out my other podcast slate your name uh it's me talking to other actors and creators like bryce and riley about working in hollywood seasons one and two are available right now on all the podcast apps follow me on instagram at mcmills and hit me up on cameo for a personalized video for yourself or a loved one also i'm going to give a big shout out to sun eaters the band that did our theme song come alone we posted a brand new link in our episode description that takes you directly speaking of spotify to the sun eater spotify page go click that link add sun eaters to your playlist on spotify we know you'll like their music so go show some go show them some love as well please Absolutely. And look, you know, I just want to say again, thanks to all the new listener listeners. And, you know, if you have a subject that you're interested in, there's so many great paranormal subjects. We might have covered it already. So just uh, look at our backlog, maybe even Google it. And we there's a good chance we've talked about it. Uh, check us out. All I'm right. going to echo that really just yeah, to everybody new to the show. Welcome to the show. There's a lot of it. We've been doing it for a long time. So uh, dig in. Have fun. Welcome to the clubhouse. You're one of us now. Yeah, let's get weird. Let's get weird. All right, guys. Speaking of plugs, I know we have just uh, we have a little bit of show left. Actually, it's time to plug some of our favorite club scouts and thank just some of the folks who have joined BCC the other side in recent months. We have a bit of a backlog, so we're going to thank people in groups of 2025. If you don't hear your name this episode, please know we are eternally grateful and we will get to you soon. So get ready for some Patreon shout outs boys i think Woo-hoo. we're gonna i think we're gonna maybe rename uh riley's uh ultra terrestrial tier where he drops cosmic tracks uh soundtracks from the show uh some original music stuff i think we might just change it officially to the cosmeteer Ooh, I like yeah, that. that's what i've been that's what i've been referring to everyone yeah. over there as yeah Co- yeah, I think it make, we makes more sense. We are Cosmeteers together. Yeah. All right, the yeah, Cosmeteer. Exactly. So the Cosmeteer. We, ah, we also have it. some Cosmeteer-level uh, <laughs> patrons uh, who are or who are generously supporting us with uh, nine bucks a month. Uh, so if they're Cosmeteer, I'm going to shout Cosmeteer after their name, okay? So you know Great. the difference. We love everybody okay. equally. Here we go. Phil Snyder, Cosmeteer. Thanks, Phil. Breeze. Thanks, Breeze. Sharon P. Cosmeteer. Thank you, Sharon. CK61. Thank you. Alan Clifton. Thank you. Kevin Ramakrishna. Thanks, Kev. Rachel S. Cosmeteer. Thank you, Rachel. Apex. Thank you. Ben Hawley. Thank you. Christopher. 
Thanks, Chris. Ashley Wilkinson. Thank you. Cheryl Hottingford. Thanks, Cheryl. Mark Mutzel. Thank you, Mark. Becky Blankenshio. Thank you, Becky. Rich Ania Cosmeteer. Thanks, Rich. I know Rich. Everett Abney. Thank you, Everett. Allie Stevens. Thanks, Allie. No thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Paige. Thank you, Paige. Thomas Maresca. Thanks, Thomas. Michael Martin, Cosmeteer. I don't know. I, I'm putting you. my I'm putting my finger like in the air every time like I do. We've joined some sort of yes, valiant yeah. effort. Well, thank you, Michael. None wide as 85, Cosmeteer. We thank you. Susanna Woodbury. Thank you, Susanna. And finally, Spencer Rickborn, Cosmeteer. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Spencer. Thank you, all of you. All right. That is the end of the show. Club Scouts, thank you to all of those patrons. We love you guys, and we'll hit up the rest of you and shout out all of you soon. We'll see you back here next week for an all-new episode of BCC. Until then, good night. And go get regressed. Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray and Michael McMillan and scored and engineered by Riley Bray. Our theme song, Come Alone, is by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Do us a favor and support the show and unlock three bonus episodes every month by becoming a member of our Patreon, BCC The Other Side, which can be found at patreon.com slash bigfootcollectorsclub. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.